how we have defiled ourselves with idolatry and sin. The land itself has been polluted by our thoughts and our words and our deeds. And for this, God's holy name is defamed among the whole world. And so he will destroy the righteous along with the wicked. And those he does not consume with famine, the sword will chase. And those who find a place to hide will be eaten by disease. And everything which used to shine with all of the Lord's goodness and blessing will be laid waste and ruined pile of ash and rubble, left for wild beasts. Can you imagine if for years, Pastor and I got up here and we preached those words to you? And you were not in Israel, but you were across the world in a foreign country among foreign people and your families had been slain. And some of them remained. And for the first couple years that pastor and I preach and the land is still inhabited. And other preachers say, God is bringing us home soon. He will restore all the goodness to Israel. He had to just teach us. Now we've learned it'll pass very quickly. And the years go by. And God continues to say to you, the worst is yet to come. And Israel will perish in its sin. That was the first couple years of Ezekiel's ministry in Babylon. To a people with a hard heart. To a people who were still listening to what their itching ears wanted to hear. A people who were serving themselves and their own interests and had totally lost sight of God's will for them. The plan that we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks. God's plan for all mankind to know him and to teach him and to reveal him to the world. To walk before him in righteousness and holiness forever. And they were content to feed their stomachs, to grow fat and lean, and to destroy their brothers for their own gain. And it continued. 
I kid you not, almost the first 30 chapters before we get to Ezekiel 37 are this woe. And not only to Israel, but to all of the people. And we know from history that God brought all of that destruction, not only on Israel, but on all the nations which surrounded them. And he told them beforehand, and he told them for this reason, and this refrain punctuates almost every single paragraph in the book of Ezekiel. And God says, this is why I am going to destroy you. And this is why I will destroy the nations. And this is why. So that they may know that I am the Lord. So you may know that I am the Lord. I have spoken and I will do it. When blood fills the streets, you will know that I am the Lord. When all the wealth of Tyre sinks in the sea, when all the land and its goodness disappear in the blink of an eye, you will know that I alone am God. And even as we come to the chapters of Ezekiel that seem a little more pleasant, the things we want to hear, that refrain still punctuates these chapters. Even when God prophesies of all of the good he's going to bring, all of the sin he's going to wash away, and all of the impurity he's going to cleanse with holiness, he says, not because of you. No, because of you, my name is defamed. So I have to bring it back to holiness. Because of my holy name, I will do it. And you will know that I am God when I wash away all your sins. And when you walk before me in the holiness that I made you for. When I put my spirit in you. When I take that heart of stone from your breast and give you one of flesh. Then you will know that I am the Lord. That brings us to chapter 36. And in chapter 37, we have the picture of the dry bones. And by this time, Israel has changed their tune. They've given up hope. They say, we are dried up. They realize there is no hope left. Our hope is destroyed like the cities of Israel. So God takes Ezekiel in the spirit and he shows him the valley. The valley that is Israel laid waste by God's hand. And by the word and command of God, he 
gives life. To a people who had been hearing years of despair, brought low to repentance, God speaks his good news. And that resurrection life, that resurrection life must have seemed so far off. For there was much destruction yet to come. And Israel, even when they would be back in the land, and God would pour out prosperity on it once more. They would still be under the hand of foreign powers. And if you read Ezekiel 37. If you read any of the Old Testament apart from the revelation of Christ. You will end up confused. Like all of those people who Christ preached to. When he was on this earth. Ezekiel 37 is full of all of these little mysteries. That cannot be solved in one fulfillment of this prophecy. They say our bones are dried up. And so God says I'll give you life. I'll restore the people. I'll put you back together again. As one nation. And when you come back in the land, as God brought them back from captivity, that promise was fulfilled. But their graves being opened? God is very explicit about this. And then he says, my servant David will shepherd you. And my flock will prosper under his hand. All of these pictures of life and resurrection and restoration and prosperity. When Israel got back in the land, they had to be thinking, there's more. And there was so much more that God chose not to reveal until the fullness of time. So that along with us, they too might be made holy. That new life. The graves bursting open. The spirit of God coming from the four winds of the earth. Gathering all God's people together. Could not happen apart from Christ. Remember as the earth shook and the curtains split, the graves burst open. And all those who had been in their graves, along with Christ, entered the holy city. And then, with the sound of rushing wind, the Spirit comes into God's people. 
fills Jerusalem and expands to the four corners of the earth, filling all of God's people and collecting them. No, this resurrection life is one that came through Christ, one that pointed to the God who would deliver and shepherd his people forever. And just as that pattern was set by Christ, the pattern for all of God's people, suffering before the glory, tasting life now, but getting the fullness at the end. In that way, this bursting of graves that happened when Christ rose. In that way, Ezekiel 37 points even further ahead. It points to the day when the graves of all the earth will burst open. When God will then collect all his people from all over the earth and we will be one with him and with one another. And we will walk before him in righteousness and holiness. We will keep all of his statutes and commands and we will know him. And all the earth will know that he alone is God. The resurrection life is one the New Testament never ceases to be amazed at. And you hear it so often from the mouth of Paul, you were put to death with Christ and you were raised to new life. The old has gone, the new has come, the new creation. For you also were raised with Christ. And so we are not without hope. We have not lost hope, though it seems like the time is growing long. And God's people, even if it's not in America, God's people the righteous, their blood is being spilled all over the world. And God's people are scattered. And we ask, how long, God? And so we wait. We wait, we place our faith in him. Why? Because he has given us life. And because he has given us life, and because he has washed us clean in the waters and sanctified us, we know that he alone is the Lord. 
and that it's not because of us and that our sins will never separate us. He alone is God. And we hope in Him because of the new life that He has given us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise You. We praise You for not leaving us in our sins. We praise You for delivering Israel as You have delivered us. We praise You for giving us that new life, for giving us a new heart which desires to do your will, Lord. May we ever taste that life and live in it and seek it to walk before you that your name may be made holy among all the earth and that all, may, all people may know that you alone are God and that in your Son you have given resurrection life to all, that that unity of resurrection life with you forever is what you want to give to all people. May your name be sanctified in the world, Lord, and may all come to know you through us. We pray these things by our Savior, your servant, David, our King. Amen.